What's up, guys? Welcome to another week of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. This is Josh and Tyler. That's right, and this week we are talking a little bit about how the coronavirus is affecting our nerd culture and what impacts it could leave before this thing is over. We're also going to be talking about Thor, the god of thunder, his impact on the Marvel Universe, and we might even get to hear a few dad jokes from JD. All that and more is coming your way because 30 and Nerdy starts now. It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio podcast and a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts and a Badcast Company production. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation using the hashtag 30 and nerdy pod. Find us in the pod nation on podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Let us know. Email us at 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com. Cheers to you nerds. And now your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. What's up, Nerd Nation? Welcome to the podcast where everybody knows your name. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. This is 30 and Nerdy, and I am your host with the most residing in my quarantine sanctum nerd tortum, the Duke of Nerdledge, the sire of the nerdy south, the sweet tea of nerdlosophy. That's right, it's me, it's me, it's that N-E-R-double-D, T-Mac. Always great to be joined by my co-host from the Fortress of Nerditude in the town of Morris. You know him. You confide in him. He writes your prescriptions. The juicy one. The nerdtorious JLD. The PhD of nerdology. Sergeant Sound Effect himself. What's up? My name is Cork. I'm kind of like the leader in here. I'm made of rocks, as you can see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. (laughs) Just a little rock, paper, scissors joke for you. Dr. Davis. <laughs> Just a little rock, paper, scissors joke for you. What's up, Doc? Hey, man, it's so great to hear from you. I, every time I know that we're about to sit down and record, I get really excited because even though we're in quarantine and there's not a lot going on, me, you, and Logan, we sort of text in our little mm-hmm. group thing once or twice a day. We don't really talk a whole lot because we're, you know, even though we're not busy, we're still kind of busy. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Uh, but this is when this is our time to really catch up, and and uh, we always have a lot of fun. So I've been looking forward Me to too, it. Me too, man. Beyond that, the governor here in Tennessee did finally uh, make the decision to go ahead and close schools for the rest of the academic year. So that means I will not be returning to uh, school until August. I uh, won't get to uh, see my kids again until then. So. Uh, if you're listening and you're one of the Patriots, uh, go Patriots. Miss you guys. Hope you're staying 
safe and healthy Mm -hmm. and uh, look forward to seeing you guys in August because uh, big news, I'm actually moving up to the eighth grade next year. So I'm going to have the same group of kids again. Lucky them. Lucky them. uh, That works out well for you. (laughs) Some of them are like, yeah, right. (laughs) But uh, yeah. How's it going with you, man? Uh, It's going well, man. Um, uh, We had my birthday party and we had uh, everybody here. Uh, plus my older brother and sister-in-law brought the kids. Um, and we had an 80s-themed murder mystery party, which was really cool. And we had, like, our names were, like, um, Nork from Pork instead of Mork from Ork. And uh, uh, my name was Danny Son, and I was kind of a spoof of a karate kid. And... uh the really cool thing is I still have my karate gi from where I took karate and still have my orange belt because I did make it up to orange belt and uh got to just I guess I got to parade around the house that night in my karate gi one more time and it was a uh, it was a lot of fun a lot of fun well it's it was your day pal you should get to parade around <laughs> whatever you want yeah <laughs> um it, it was it was good, and I've uh, this week I've been helping uh, Dad uh, build a deck. Um, he is uh, building a deck for one of his good friends. Um, luckily, it, it is still follows in the realm of social distancing because it's outside work. That's good, um, and we are very uh, careful and healthy, and uh, it's going really well. I'm enjoying it. I love outdoor work, though. Um, I mean, give me that any day instead of being cooped up in a cubicle. So, you know, speaking of speaking of social distancing, you know, this this whole thing is hard on everybody. And, you know, people are having to people are having to work from home and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I heard a story the other day about uh, this uh, yacht builder. He's a, a famous yacht builder. And of course, now he has to work from home. And now that he's working from home, his sales are just through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Insert. To do. <laughs> so, uh, if you were a Patreon supporter, you would have already heard that joke. <laughs> For the uh, low, low price of $1 a month, you could be a Patreon supporter and hear more dad jokes just like this one. All that and more I'm, I, I, at Patreon. I tell some pretty, pretty mean dad jokes. And I always follow them up with I, I don't have kids. <laughs> that's just my humor <laughs> so the one that i always like to tell my kids at school is why don't you take a bath with a pokemon why because he'll peek because he'll peek at you <laughs> they like that one so i used to tell one when i was when i was teaching at metaview and it's so stupid but the kids loved it i would just say what's brown and sticky a stick <laughs> and i think it's because i just told it so nonchalantly no stupid goofy laugh or big theatrical experience for him it was just straightforward just i mean come on a stick <laughs> did you hear about the mexican train murderer no it was a locomotive <laughs> Did you hear about that that actress uh who got stabbed uh Reese Withered uh uh what's her name? Witherspoon. No, with her knife. 
<laughs> we're lo- uh. we're losing subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> You owe Patreon negative $43 for your terrible, <laughs> your terrible dad jokes. Oh, man. Let's get this thing going here. So, uh, last week, we had a nice little discussion about the show of shows, WrestleMania. WrestleMania, yeah. Brother. The show of shows. Yeah. Um, the granddaddy of them all. The, uh, the showcase of the immortals. Um, but this year, it was the no case of the Immortals. <laughs> uh, because thanks to the lovely old coronavirus, we had an empty arena WrestleMania. Something that we never thought we would see. It was interesting, uh, to, to say the least. So if you're a wrestling fan, make sure you check out last week's episode. We also talked about the history of WrestleMania. Uh, threw out some uh, WrestleMania fun facts about some records that different people hold. So definitely go check that out. Mm-hmm. 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 You can, of course, find that episode wherever you cast your pot. Yeah. Much like what you're listening to right now. Yeah. And on YouTube as well. Yeah. So, I got this hankering now that we're doing the show. Do you know what the hankering's for? That's right. Time to talk nerdy to you. So, Dr. Davis, we have defined the word nerd bait. Where you bait yeah. a nerd. And yeah. then we went on to nerd rage. Uh-huh. And after that nerd rage happens, do you know what you have? Um, you have... nerd anxiety. No. A nerd explosion. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is my favorite one. <laughs> this is what happens when you let the nerd okay. rage build far too long without releasing it. This is what happens when when someone talks about, uh, you know, Gandalf <laughs> running through Hogwarts and <laughs> jumping on the Enterprise. Exactly. Um, this is what happens uh, to me anytime someone says, like, uh, Batman's Marvel, right? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Wolverine, he's in DC, correct? No. Then I have a nerd explosion. Yeah. And it, it, Nerd explosions. Yes, it, it's kind of like it's like a turn a punch bowl. It's a terrible <laughs> thing. <laughs> so that's your word for the week, kids. Nerd explosion. Using the sentence yes. to everybody you know, and if they don't understand it, then d- you have a nerd explosion. <laughs> if you have never had a nerd explosion, count yourself lucky, because it is a painful thing. I've had more than I can count. Yeah, and to be honest, me and Rev usually drive you to those. That's true. That's true. That's his mention. That's one. (laughs) That's one. Now, why don't we get to your favorite segment, and it is called What What You Watching. So, JD, what you watching? So many things, man. So many things. I'm going to tell you about all of them. Cool, cool. Uh, So, I have... Made a goal to watch the entire Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. The one from when we were kids. It is on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I'm about uh, 40 episodes in out of like 65. So uh, probably this time next week I will have finished it. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's really taken me back. Uh, sad news, of course. The actress who 
provided the voice of Aunt May mm-hmm. in the show. She sadly passed away from the coronavirus. I don't even have her name here, but uh, you know, every time she she's on the on the show, I think about that, and that's mm-hmm. really sad. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. It's it's. I recommend it to anybody who's a Spider Man fan. You've got Disney Plus. You've got time. Check it out. Uh, so far, I've seen Blade. I've seen The Punisher. I've seen the X Men. Uh, the Morbius storyline uh, was a lot of fun, and it's sort of getting me excited for the Morbius movie for whenever that happens. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I've also seen Iron Man and War Machine at this point, oh, and cool. Doctor Strange. So it's great. Beyond that, I have also decided that I'm going to watch all of the Resident Evil movies. I uh, feel like there's been a lot of talk about Resident Evil lately. Well, they rebooted, uh, remastered. Which one this time? Three? Uh, I can't. I really haven't played the games that much. I played uh, like Resident Evil 5 and maybe one other one. I that th- was really I think, the extent of my Resident Evil fandom. I think that I never really got behind them because of... I don't know if it's the engine that they use. Yeah. It's very stiff. Yes, yeah, not fluid. Yeah. Uh, I just never got into that. But some people a lot of great jump like, scares. Some people are crazy about those games. Mm-hmm. Like they are able to get all the platinum trophies and achievements yeah. and all that stuff and beat it in record time on nightmare mode or whatever. Uh, that's not me, but uh, I enjoy the movies a lot. That's not but me. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen these movies in forever. Yeah. Uh, probably Resident Evil One. I haven't seen in like ten years. So I decided I was going to watch through those, and I'm too. Uh, two movies in out of the six and I'm really enjoying it. I feel like they hold up. The only thing about Resident Evil One, which it was like two thousand two, so I can I can let it go, but some of the CG doesn't really hold up, like the liquor monster. Do you remember those things? Oh gosh. Uh in the lab. Yeah. They looked kinda kinda bad. Uh probably even for two thousand two, I would say it probably looked bad. But now it really doesn't hold up at all. But the rest of it was great and I really enjoyed it. Good. So I will uh, fill you in on how the uh, the rest of that goes once I finish them. Uh, the last thing I want to recommend this week, Disney Plus uh, went ahead and released Onward uh, very early on Disney Plus, I guess, uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I did watch it. And I feel like Onward is going to do for brothers what Frozen did for sisters. Oh, really? Because, you know, how Frozen was all about, you know, yeah, there was the element of Anna having the the boyfriends and stuff like that, and Kristoff and everything, but it was really more about the sister, the sistership yeah. between the two. Yeah, that's what Onward is about. Uh, so if you're someone with a brother, you're gonna especially appreciate it. Uh, if you're someone who, like me, uh, you've lost your your father at this point in your life, it's gonna also hit hit home uh, for that reason. So. Uh, this one didn't get to me quite as much as Up did. We've <laughs> joked about that for years. The movie Up absolutely destroyed me. I saw it in the theaters. I haven't watched it since. I will never watch it again. Beyond this, we don't even speak the name of that movie. Uh, it did not have quite the emotional toll that Up did, but it, it did uh, really resonate. So yeah. it's a great movie, and I highly recommend it to everybody. Did you know that that is the only Disney movie that Rick Astley will not give you? What? He's never going to give you up. <laughs> well, good, because I don't want it. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. 
Uh, well, I, I, I have not been watching um, down-home, good-feeling things. I have taken Madison... Yeah, like Resident Evil. Yeah, I have taken Madison through the Conjuring universe. And she is enjoying it. But she is a scaredy cat. <laughs> and it's fun to watch her jump at just the smallest thing. Like, it could not be paranormal. <laughs> She's on so on the edge of her seat that, like, if a spoon falls because someone's doing the dishes, she jumps out of her shoes. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. We, I understand, Madison. <laughs> we finished... uh Tonight, before we start recording, we finished um, the third Annabelle, and it connected all the Annabelle stories uh, together, as well as the rest of the Conjuring universe, and now, uh, next, we have to watch La Rona, and then, hopefully, by the time uh, this fall, if it still happens, uh, Conjuring 3 will come out. Um, La, La Rona, the weeping woman. Mm-hmm. She says, me see host, me see host, my children, my children. Yes. Um, It's a famous uh, Mexican legend. It is. It is. Um, I'm excited to see that one. I actually, actually, there's the second Annabelle, the nun, the third Annabelle, and La Jorona I have not seen. So I am in the same ship she has been in. I don't know where the jumps are. So La Llorona looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I'll have no part of it. Um and aside from that, uh, you know, I've been talking about our binging of Greys that we do during dinner. And uh we are into season fourteen. Uh and did you know, Josh, that Grey's Anatomy has surpassed Supernatural? Oh, in the number of episodes? Yes, in the number of episodes and seasons. Yeah. Well, that is uh, that's quite a, a, a accomplishment there, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Because did you know Supernatural has a total of uh, eighty-seven seasons, <laughs> plus four spinoffs, three specials, <laughs> the Christmas episode, and the live Zoom version. So they're really doing well over there at uh, Grey's Anatomy. You know. Uh... SNL is doing SNL Zoom, like from home. Do you know that? I heard about that. Yeah. I heard about that. I've been. Uh, yeah. I follow um, some of the stars on Instagram, and uh, they've been like FaceTiming each other. Like, uh, so um, what are you cooking up over there? You got any got any fresh ideas to, you know? And they're just like, dude, if I'm not in the office, like I have to be there. To, to get my ideas sitting at home it's just it's weird like having to come up with sketches and make sure i've got the costuming for it and i was like huh yeah working from home is like impossible i've had to do a little bit here and there mm-hmm. and it has been awful yeah uh so i don't recommend it no no and i uh have been playing through the uh outlast games Okay. I'm almost You've finished those with Outlast lot. 1, and I've been playing them with my surround sound headset on in the dark at night when everybody's asleep. And the effect that it gives you is mortifying. It's terrifying. I want to know why you're watching scary movies with your girlfriend at Easter time <laughs> and then playing scary video games. This is Easter time. This is supposed to be a time of peace. Yeah. yeah. You're watching stuff about 
monsters and demons and stuff. <laughs> uh, What's I, wrong with I you? I think I've I have not really said you're it on the to, show. You're supposed to be a southern gentleman. <laughs> I have not said it on the show, but one of my absolute favorite feelings, and this is weird, is fear. I love the feeling of being afraid. I don't know why. I think, I mean, you know, you hear about fight or flight. Like, you know, we have all these hypothetical talks all the time. Like, if it were me, or if I if I was in a zombie movie, but we don't really know until something's really going to happen. But, yeah. um, you know, we have all these conversations like, you know, if a zombie apocalypse happened, I'd be the person you'd want to be with. But then I start thinking, I might not do crap, man. I might be one of the first, like, <gasps> what's the noise? I should go check it out. Even though I've seen all these horror, and plus I want to, I just, I just, the feeling of fear just wakes me up. It wakes me up inside. Um, no, I did not mean to quote lyrics to a song, um, but I just enjoy it. I love the feeling of fear, and I've yet to be truly scared by a movie. Yet. I've been made feel, to feel uneasy. Like the Hellraiser movies made me feel very scared and uneasy. But just true fear, I have not felt it yet. I think that's what I'm on the path to. To find something that truly scares me. Aside from, you know, whenever we do the podcast live and I have to look at you. <laughs> um, other than that, though, I'm about halfway through my audio book of It. Which I know, something else scary. But uh, pretty much, man, same old, same old. Been, you know, trying to keep busy, trying to find other fun things to do during quarantine. You know, we have a very famous uh, comedy show here in East Tennessee over in Pigeon Forge called The Comedy Barn. <laughs> and man, with jokes like that, they're definitely going to hire you. When this whole yeah. crisis is over, this pandemic clears up, you know, we find the cure to the T-virus. Yeah. You know, you need to give this comedy barn uh, a call say yeah. yeah i get on the phone and on my podcast with my friend and to say mean things to him <laughs> i'm real funny give me a job here well, they can give you your own show like you've been you've been saying you deserve yeah exactly and they're now owned by the southern bell of monopolies here in the southeast dolly parton so i'm sure she'll just love me so with that being said why don't we get on to some of our nerd news All right, so let's get rolling with the news. With movie theaters shut down until at least August, analysts are reporting that AMC's cash reserves are dwindling at a shocking rate and will face bankruptcy, mainly due to the fact that they do not have the liquidity to stay afloat. Well, and if you're charging $45 for a bucket of popcorn. What do you think about this idea that they take movies like you know, Black Widow, that's something that we were looking forward to seeing in a few weeks. They put it on like Fandango streaming or something like that. And you pay like, you know, 30 bucks or something and you get to stream the movie, brand new movie in your home for like 24 hours or 48 hours or something like that. Do you think they can get away with charging this big exorbitant amount of money since it's you know, an in-home experience with a new movie. I mean, for that amount of money, are they shipping us movie popcorn and two large mean, drinks? I mean, no, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> making up a number. Like, yeah. depending on you know whatever the number was, do you think they could get away with doing that? 
I don't think so. Um, because not with that amount of money, because, um, with Disney plus dropping on onward for what you're already paying a monthly subscription for. Yeah. And onward dropped the same day on voodoo. Voodoo's doing this, um, theater at home special stuff. And it's, it's cheaper to watch the invisible man on my voodoo at home for 48 hours than it is to watch it once in the theater at AMC. So I wonder what's going to happen though, if they do go bankrupt, are all the theaters going to close because That's just AMC. our theater, our theater here in Morristown is AMC. Yeah. No it's one had one this, uh, no one had this thought that what if this truly hurts the movie theater, um, business as a whole, because we found out that we can, just release to streaming things like why go to the movie theater when we have now proven that we can do that with big titles you know it could happen things change all the time and the ramifications of this whole virus thing yeah you know we don't even know what's going to happen we we don't know how this is going to change things and you know he could be right Things could be very different as far as that goes, but I think for like our generation and especially generations before us, we would miss that experience of going to the movies. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what you um, texted me, what was the last movie we saw in theaters? It was Birds of Prey. I mean, and we don't Yeah. We don't go we're not like moviegoers. There I know some people who go to a movie once a week. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I mean, we're not those kind of moviegoers, but we would no. miss those comic book movies on the on the big screen. And Absolutely. Madison even said, you know, by the time Conjuring 3 comes out, we'll be caught up and I'll get to see it in theaters. I'm sure the experience is way different. And I was like, oh, it's so much better. That is, if there's movie theaters around to watch Conjuring 3. Especially because of the fact that you and I only go to... You know, like the nerdy things. We go to the superhero movies mm-hmm. or Star Wars or, or whatever, and that's really about it. But when we do that, it's a special thing, right? Like it's yeah. a special occasion. Uh, and I, I, would really, I would really hate for that to come to an end. Surely it won't. I'm, I'm Surely everything will work out and be okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's also sad to think about the fact that it could be up to a year before we get to do that again. I've seen some posts say that we will be on this this way of life through 2021 and Nolan's has seen some uh some posts uh that some officials are saying intermittently till 2022 i've seen that as well i've also seen uh people say we'll be good in a couple weeks so yeah yeah depends on uh what you believe i guess yeah absolutely moving on with the push of black widow to november at least for now MCU will take a huge impact on this postponement. Now, this is due to the fact that each movie is intricately mapped in a specific timeline. One gets pushed. They all get pushed. Yeah, there's a map of this somewhere, and it shows you, like, this is what the previous release date was, and everything just sort of slid forward. So, Mm -hmm. like, Black Widow took this place of, like, Doctor Strange or whatever was originally in that same day, and they just shifted everything forward. Yeah. Because it also affects Disney Plus show, Aaron. Yep. Because those are weaved into the web as well. Man, I'm really getting antsy for those uh, Disney Plus Marvel shows. Uh, I wish they'd hurry up and get those things 
out to us. Well, like we said the other day about Mandalorian, maybe the company will see this as a perfect time to, if it's done, let's just go ahead and put it out there. Yeah. Famous musical crafter Alan Menken is currently working on music for the Disney Plus Beauty and the Beast prequel surrounding Gaston and LeFou. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I can't say that a Beauty and the Beast prequel is ever something that I would have hoped for, especially about Gaston and LeFou, uh, but I have a very deep love of Gaston. Uh-huh. He's the favorite character I've ever played on stage, so uh, I'm totally stoked about it. Well, and I assume that this is live action, so it would yes. be like Josh Gad and, and Luke, uh, uh, was it? Luke Evans? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've ever discussed it. What did you think of his performance as Gaston? It was okay. It was fine. I didn't have any issue with it. Uh, He was a little more serious than than any other Gaston, I feel like, that we've seen. Especially if you have seen the musical or heard the cast recording of the musical or anything like that. Gaston Hmm. is uh, far more emphatic and embellished and obnoxious and yeah. all that stuff uh but you know luke evans like the way he did it i feel like it was i could see somebody actually doing and saying those things yeah you know i could see a guy like that really existing and i think he just kind of went that way yeah uh, took that approach to it well i mean he's he's no josh davis but he did pretty good that's true that's true um that was a once in a lifetime event i don't think that i'm yammering like we said for a prequel to beauty and the beast but it'd be interesting to see what they go with it and like maybe gaston's really not the bad guy in this Mm -hmm. that we know him to be maybe this is just more of a humanizing tale i guess if you will to a villain in his own mind yes he's the hero Mm -hmm. so moving forward the xfl has suspended all of its operations and terminated all of its employees However, they plan to return in 2021. It's very interesting. I actually saw that they did not plan on returning in 2021. So we've seen some different things conflicting uh, things here. No matter what the report is, are you shocked (laughs) that the XFL is yet again dead? (laughs) No, not really. Poor, poor Vince. He's tried this twice. And is it because of the virus? Because, I mean, he would have had to shut down anyway, but I don't think I wonder if there was something else. I don't think it is. I think it's just it's just not our football, you know? It, it, there's not a clamoring for that kind of football, I don't think. Not like there is for regular football. Right. I just don't think he has the audience for it. And if he keeps it up, he won't have the audience for wrestling. It is rumored that some concerts and mass gathering events will not return until at least fall of 2021. With this being reported, how does this new norm affect our nerd way of life? Well, Scary. right off the bat, I'm thinking about conventions, comic cons, and mm. things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not going to happen. And I think to like a few years ago, I got to meet Stan Lee, and he looked rough, and he only had a few years left at that point. Yeah. Some of these, some of these older folks in our culture, some of the older celebrities who continue to go to these things. You know, this could have been some people's last opportunities to meet him that it's not going to yeah. happen now. Yeah, I mean, you, before all this happened, like, we would constantly tag each other in who's coming to fanboy 
in Knoxville mm-hmm. in July, yeah. and we're already prepping and pumping up for that. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening, even that far ahead in July. David, who designs our logo, uh, a good friend of mine, he and I are planning to go to the Louder Than Life Music Festival in Louisville oh. this fall. We've already got tickets for it and everything. Uh, as of right now, it's supposed to happen. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows, you know? Uh, it sounds like things may still not be safe even then. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Moods and morale backstage at WWE are not high right now. <laughs> Many superstars have been scolded by management for speaking out against Vince's the show must go on attitude. And that kind of sets us up for yeah. we just recently found out that the governor of Florida where in Orlando is where they are doing all their tapings now deemed WWE an essential business. <laughs> um it's that's incredible. Uh yeah. And we talked a little bit about this on our Patreon show where we talked about wrestling but in my opinion nothing political ever happens by accident. Yeah. Uh, the the governor did come out and you know explain that you know he's also talking about working with NASCAR to get them going and certain things because he feels like it just helps morale for yeah. people you know just to see live things happening or or whatever since a lot of sports are are canceled yeah so he's trying to justify it like that but let's be real guys come on boys and girls WWE is not no essential. it is not I know there's people who are diehard they live eat sleep. F5 repeat WWE <laughs> but it's not essential and what happens when some of these these athletes get coronavirus and they take it home to their families and then it just continues and continues mm-hmm. and continues I I don't agree with this move I, I think I mean it's stuff like I, that I, that keeps I, the virus alive I admire Vince's persistence and and his fighting spirit that he has and we know this is about Vince McMahon but you know he's very hard-headed and there comes a time when you have to stop and listen and and think this is not a wise decision. No, it is not. Um, th- there's a reason this this is gaining national attention because one, it's fishy because Vince has been, you know, if you've read the news, you've seen the McMahons are sort of involved in in politics and everything. Mm-hmm. And now on the heels of that, we find out that oh, he gets to keep running his shows in Florida and everything. Not a good look. Nope. If I were there, I wouldn't be happy either. Mm-mm. So. Uh, since we're talking about WWE, let's go ahead and move on to some more news. Uh, breaking news today, the great WWE purge. Mm. Because every year, there's, you know, you expect, usually around this time, there's a list of some superstars who've been let go. Uh, they have been uh, wished well in all their future endeavors. That's the way they word it every year. And a lot of times it's talent that you haven't seen in a long time. you probably forgot that they were even still on the roster right yeah. but this has been the greatest uh release list of all time as far as we can recall yeah and i think a lot of it is because there's some financial concerns going on even for vince mcmahon uh, with everything that's going on in the world but i'll just uh quickly zip through the list here Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Heath Slater, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. Those are two big names. Rusev, a huge name. No Way Jose, Sarah Logan, Mike and Maria Canellis, Aiden English, EC3, Leo Rush, Eric Young, Primo and Epico Cologne, Eric Rowan, Deanna Perrazzo, Alexander Jaksic, MJ Jenkins, Josiah Williams, and Mike Chioda, the uh, veteran referee. 
And then along with that, there was a whole slew of producers and, and agents backstage. Kurt Angle, uh, Lance Storm, Mike Rotunda, who's Bray Wyatt's daddy, used to be IRS. Uh, Fit Finley, Shane Helms, The Hurricane, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, and Lance Storm, among uh, several others who have That's been... insane. Who have been f- at least furloughed. That is... So they'll probably bring them back. That is insane. I've never seen uh, a purge like that in the wrestling business. With that uh, comes reports this week uh, that WWE 2K21 is not happening. It also has been canceled, and I can say that is probably smart. Because the games of late, out of the 2K wrestling world, are not good. Well, I imagine that most games are going to be canceled or delayed or whatever, but by the time that when you have an annual release like the wrestling games, by the time that they get to get back to work on the game, it's going to be almost time for the next one to come out anyway. Yeah. Or they'll be at least you know very behind. So yeah. probably it's not going to happen, even if it's not confirmed yet. It just makes sense. Yeah. And to your point about the games not being good, yeah, we have this joke every year because up until this past year, I've got I've gotten the game every single year. And I always complain about certain aspects of it and how I wish it was different. And you joke like, oh, you say you're not going to get the game every year, but you always do. And this past year, I did not. I did yeah. not get the game. I still owe you and lucky because, uh, lucky for me because apparently this was the worst one ever. It wasn't finished. It for like 20 bucks. Yeah, it was glitchy, bad. So they've had nothing but negative feedback from fans. If you go and read any of their social media stuff, it's just full of like, this game is broken. You should never have released this game like this. I'm not going to pay even $20 for it. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they take that, they listen and they change things up a bit. I hope so. I really Next do. item on the list. Geeksworldwide.com reports that John Krasinski has met with Marvel recently, but no set information has come out on what the meeting entails. One has to hope that this has something to do with the Fantastic Four. There's a fan casting, dream casting by the fans, is uh, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and his wife Emily Blunt as the Invisible Woman. Mm -hmm. So, fingers crossed. But that's what happens. I saw an addition to the dream casting of those two to um, John Cena as the thing. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve from Stranger Things as Johnny Storm. Oh, that's perfect. I've, I think I've said that before that I wanted. You have, uh, yeah. Yeah. You have. That, he would be perfect. He'd be great in that. The other dream casting and, I saw was uh, Tom Hardy as the thing and Zac Efron as Johnny Storm. Eh, I like that one like, better. Tom Hardy's already Venom, and we hate that. We we yeah. hate double casting in the same universe. Yeah, yeah. You don't mix. You don't mix. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, go ahead. I, you know what? I, I wouldn't. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I wouldn't be mad at John Cena as Ben Grimm is the thing. I wouldn't hate it. I I could see it. Yeah. I could see yeah. it. You don't have to act well to be Ben Grimm. You know what, though? John Cena is really not a terrible actor. No, he's not. Did you ever see uh, the train, train wrecked? No. Train. Because I couldn't see him. That's... Uh... <laughs> I did not. I'm not a massive Amy Schumer fan. 
Amy Schumer, that was it. Yeah, he was in that, and he was really funny. He was hilarious. And that was still back when I despised John Cena. So <laughs> That's how you know he was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. We'll see, though. We hope. We hope. Moving on, with Brandon Ruth's exit of Legends of Tomorrow, many reports state that he will probably be talking with the MCU very soon. With that being said, who are your top five roles you could see him playing? I'll give you my top five. All right. Cyclops. If I think he's t- Krasinski's out, he would be a pretty good Mr. Fantastic, possibly. Okay. I could see him playing Mr. Sinister, if they did him a certain way. Uh, Wonder Man. Or Dr. Connors. Okay, I'll tell you my thoughts on the ones that you gave. Okay. Cyclops, I think he's too old. I want there to be a young Cyclops. Okay. I want all the X-Men to be pretty young mm-hmm. so we can keep them around for a while. Agreed. So I'm going to say no to that. Okay. Mr. Fantastic, I don't see that one either. I think maybe just because I'm so dead set on John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he could probably do it okay. Mr. Sinister, I could probably go with that. I could see that. Wonder Man is my favorite choice out of those those five that you yeah. mentioned. I think he'd be a great Wonder Man. Mm. Uh, I could see that. Dr. Connors, I don't like that one so much because I don't think Dr. Connors should be like a hunky, good-looking dude. Okay. Because Dr. Connors is just this scientist. This is dude in a lab. Yeah. Uh, and then becomes the, the lizard. lizard. I don't think I don't think he needs to be somebody like that. Okay. That's just anyone me. else you think that he could. You're the. I mean, you're the Marvel guy. Anyone that just sticks out, just with a few seconds of thinking. Hmm. No, I think Wonder Wonder Man is actually yeah. a really good choice. That was my favorite yeah. out of when I wrote down top five that I could see Brandon Ruth in their suit. After I wrote Wonder Man, I was like, oh, yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Craven the Hunter. Oh. You think he could do like a Russian? Oh, yeah. He's had to do accents and legends before. He could be Craven. He could do a Craven because... Craven is, well, if you, I mean, especially if you watch the, the cartoon like I've been, he's a big, muscular, buff, beefy dude. So. And he's not ugly. No? No. No. Huh. He actually, in the cartoon, he had a little uh, love story. So. What if he was the next beast? I could see that one, too. That would actually, that, that's a really good choice. Okay. Yeah. We'll stick with that. We're, we're good at this. We're very good at this. We should have jobs at it. We should, we should, hey... Uh, Bob Iger, who is now back in charge of Disney. Give us a call. We're going to help you out. Kevin Feige, John Favreau, whoever. Anybody. Give us a call. We got you. We got Contact your casting your, for you. Your casting department. We're the guys for you. Absolutely. Well, with all that being said, that is the end of your nerd news. Ashley Lodge Photography is the place to go if you want an original, creative, and fun photo shoot. A true variety junkie, Ashley's main focus is bringing out genuine personalities in all the vibrant colors that make your life unique. Specializing in commercial and dance photography, Ashley Lodge has 15 years of professional experience and is available for any type of photo shoot. Weddings, headshots, seniors and newborns, Ashley has the passion and creativity to offer each client a truly one-of-a-kind experience. Clients enjoy photo shoots in a full commercial studio located in downtown Morristown, as well as anywhere else on planet Earth. Seriously, Earth is huge, so dream big! 
Ashley is ready to enthusiastically leap into whatever amazing art you, your family, your company, or dance studio is inspired to create. If you mention 30 and Nerdy, you will get a 20% off discount from Ashley. So, check out www.ashleylodgephotography.com to become inspired and book your next photo shoot. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParleyHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. What's up, guys? It is your Duke of Nerds, Tyler. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about our friends and sponsors at Encore Theatrical Company. Now, they are not immune to this uh, COVID pandemic going on across our planet right now. However, they are staying positive and entertaining at the same time. If you go to their Instagram or their Facebook and look for the hashtag Encore Intermission, you will find fun videos every single day. Uh, They are highlighting volunteers, Encore members, script readings, voice lessons, um, personal stories on what Encore has done for these individuals and how it's changed their lives. Look them up. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. They've got something every single day. And you can also find more information about Encore Theatrical at their website, etcplays.org, where it's not just theater, it's Encore. And we're back. And it is time for us to... On Thor, the god of thunder. Thor. The mighty Thor. Odinson. Odinson. Not to be confused with, you know, the actual Norse god in mythology. He is a little different. Uh, So what do you think about Thor, J.D.? I know I think we've discussed a few times on the show that uh, we've never been massive fans. I was not a fan of Thor until the MCU, until Chris Hemsworth. Agreed. Um, of course, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't disrespect Thor. He's not, you know, up there with one of my favorites, but he's also not like at the bottom of the list for me. He's just kind of, right. eh, you know, in the middle for me. Respect the heck out of, you know, some of his arcs and his power. Uh, but, you know, he's a god. It's kind of hard to sympathize with a god. I sort of just didn't really take him seriously. I just thought he was silly because he's so out of place and, you know, the way he talks and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when it happened in the movies that uh, he showed up and changed the way I thought about it. And you actually see the evolution of Thor. People talk about how in the third one he's very funny and and more relaxed and all that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's been around humans and he's changed and, you know, he's evolved as a character. Yeah. So that's why there's such a big difference in Thor in the first movie and the last movie. And he does become more lighthearted and fun. Let's talk about those a little bit. There's a lot of back and forth about how people, where people stand on the Thor trilogy. Right. Uh, especially those first two movies. Everyone loves Ragnarok. I haven't talked mm-hmm. to somebody who doesn't. Um, what do you think I've the problems some, with the first two are? 
I I don't know because personally I really like all of the Thor movies. I just recently rewatched uh, all three of them, and then today to get myself prepared for our discussion, I watched the first one again, mm-hmm. and I think they're great. The second one is a little slow, and when you put it up against all the other movies in the MCU, it doesn't really stand out as being great. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll give people that. But I think the first one's great. I, I don't understand the issue with it. I like the Shakespearean element to it. I like that it's a little more serious. Because this is the hero's journey for Thor. This is when he becomes the true hero and yeah. has to become worthy again and all that stuff. Then that makes us care more about him and want to follow him throughout the rest of his journey in the MCU. And they can have more fun with him later on. I agree. Well, I guess it's because the tone is just so different in those movies. Wasn't uh, uh, Brannig the guy who directed the first one? Kenneth Brannig, yeah. Kenneth Brannig from the Harry Potter universe, and he also directs. Uh, he's very Shakespearean as well. He's done a he's so, done a ton of Shakespeare. Yeah, I mean that just you can see his name written all over that first movie. I don't like I said I don't hate him. At the time, I loved them; they were great. But when you build an entire universe, those early movies do tend to stick out as, you know. The bottom layer of the bricks. Of course they're going to stick out as, ah, well, they're just not as good. Of course they're not. You know, they were made in the early years of the MCU. And now we've got Ragnarok and where Thor is in the the last few Avengers movies. It's like, sure, these are leaps and bounds better, but it's also 2018, 2019, 2020. And we've had years of, of time to develop the characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't see where all the hate's about it, especially in a world where we have, you know, the Incredible Hulk uh, with Norton and the Ant-Man movies. I don't see why it's at the bottom of some people's list. The first Ant-Man is really good. It's good. The second one's not bad. It's just kind of... It's not that I hate them. It's just if I were to rank the MCU, they'd be at the bottom of my my list. So would probably the first Thor. Uh, second See, Thor. and I'm just so different from people because people consider uh, Winter Soldier like in the top five. Like, yeah, I don't agree with ones. that. I don't agree with that. No, I I didn't think it was that spectacular. Yeah, didn't stick out to me as like one of the greatest Marvel movies. No, yeah. Guard- to me, Guardians of the Galaxy is way better than Winter Soldier. Gosh, yes, and Ragnarok is too. First Iron Man. First Iron Man. Heck, second Iron Man is better than the Winter Soldier. I just maybe it's because we're not as big Cap fans. Yeah, that maybe. could be it. Possibly. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about Thor today. I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about the history of the Odinson. Right, right. In the Marvel Universe, Thor Odinson, often called the Mighty Thor or the Strongest Avenger, or Point Break, if you're talking to Tony Stark is a Marvel hero based on the Thunder God in Norse mythology. He was created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Larry Lieber. First appeared in Journey into Mystery, number 83, in August of 1962. Wow. Yeah, so he's been around for a few years. So here's some uh, fun facts about the God of Thunder. Did you know he originally debuted with an alter ego and secret identity for when he was on Midgard or, Mm -hmm. or Earth? His cover was Dr. Donald Blake, an American physician with a partially disabled leg. I did now, not know that until I looked up, started studying the character. Right. 
Now, I did know about Donald Blake, and there's a little Easter egg in the first movie when uh, Natalie Portman takes Thor back to her place or whatever, and she says, here, these are my ex-boyfriend's clothes. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the only thing I can find to fit you, because that's a little joke, because Thor is Donald Blake in the in the comics. Yeah, yeah. And also uh he that's the disguise he uses when he I can't remember what happens but like he they think he's drunk or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um where they have to go get him at the 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 station and they're like, "Come on, Donald." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh to become Thor though, he would tap his walking stick to the ground. And then the cane would become his mystical hammer, Mjolnir, and he would become the God of Thunder. Of course, we all know that he was a founding member of the Avengers, one of the originals, the OGs. Mm-hmm. And he is uh, mostly seen battling his adopted brother, Loki. Loki's sort of like his arch nemesis. And sometimes an ally, too. Yeah. They have a strange relationship. I do. Thor is probably one of the strongest heroes in the history of Marvel because he is... The God of Thunder, of mm-hmm. course. He's got that hammer. He can fly. He's a god. So he's unstoppable. Most of his fellow characters are also characters from Norse mythology, like Odin, mm-hmm. Loki. Hella. Uh, I believe Sith, uh, Sif is also. Yes, Lady Sif Norse is mythology. a Norse mythology. I don't know about his other friends, the three guys. Um, but I know Sif is Norse. Three. Yeah, the Warriors Three. Um, Hela, um, of course, is from. North mythology, she is the basically the Hades. Uh, the mantle of Thor has been carried by others before, most notably Jane Foster, who mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to see that in Thor Love and Thunder whenever that uh, finally comes yeah, out. I'm excited all about that one. Is over. Yeah, uh, what's interesting about that character is there's some sort of thing where, like, when she becomes Thor, she has to, like, she has cancer. She has breast cancer. Yeah. And so when she goes and has like chemo and all this stuff done, becoming Thor reverses that. Gotcha. And she gets to the point where she's done it so much that I can't remember who it is. Somebody tells her like, hey, if you do this one more time, it's going to kill you. And so she decides to to, to give it up, right? But mm-hmm. then something happens where they have to have Thor, something about Asgard, and she sacrifices herself to become Thor one last time. Wow. And that's the death of the character. Well, maybe we'll see the death of Jane Foster then. Could happen. Wow. That'd be crazy to bring her back for four just to die. Well, I would say that they want to maybe play with having her in the Avengers and stuff like that. New Avengers. So, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Who knows what they're going to do. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about Kirby's early years with the character of Thor. Fun little story that I found when uh, diving into the archives over the character is that uh, many people don't talk about this. Maybe people have forgotten. Maybe people have chosen to forget. Is that Kirby's debut of Thor was actually happened in 1957 for DC Comics. This Thor was created to be more Norse accurate. He first showed up in Tales of the Unexpected, number 16. This story saw a cowboy uh, come across Thor's hammer in an American desert. Basically, he uses it for his own bidding until Thor has to fight him and take it back. Um, Thor went on to show up in other stories by Jack Kirby for DC. This Thor was a little closer to Norse mythology, like him having a red hair, a big burly beard, and more brute-like personality. 
Along with Thor came some of the other Norse gods and goddesses, known as the New Gods, after the old gods died from Ragnarok. Uh, later on Neil Gaiman's Sandman run in DC, we saw Odin and Loki trying to get the key to hell before they fail. In another Sandman story, we see Thor help Odin capture Loki. Um, which is crazy. One story even has Wonder Woman and Superman helping Thor in a massive war that lasts a thousand years. Wow. The character of Thor, Superman, and Wonder Woman back to back. That's pretty cool. Uh, some artists have went on to say that it was a trial run for Thor, definitely. But what would have it would probably would have been a bigger success had Kirby stayed in DC and evolved the character. We all know, though, he went to Marvel and then brought some of those those attributes to a new version of Thor, along with Stan Lee. Uh, makes you think, though. Um, what if he didn't? What if he stayed and this Thor evolved in the DC universe and never came to Marvel? And you'd, you'd be crazy. Things would be a lot different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like he's... we said, we he is no shape or form in our top probably 10 or 15 of Marvel superheroes. Yeah. But he's made his impact to where Marvel would be a completely different ballgame if he were gone. He's one of the tent poles of mm-hmm. of the Marvel Universe, especially the MCU. So it would be very different. It'd be but cool. it'd be interesting to see uh, Superman and Thor tied up. Thor and Darkseid. That'd be cool. You know who Thor couldn't beat, though? <laughs> Doctor Strange. Because if you listen back to our March Madness tournament, Doctor Strange was whooping everybody in that thing. <laughs> so uh, if, if anybody ever needs to take Thor down, you just holler at Doctor Strange. He's your guy. Well, fun fact, I actually purposely kept him out of the bracket, Thor. Because he would that? beat everybody? Yeah, because it, it would just be semi-unfair. Until probably Captain s- Marvel. There's somebody else who could uh, who could beat Thor in a fight. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Oh, uh, I agree. John Cena is 100%. the real life Superman. One hundred ten percent agree. Because <laughs> he is the greatest WWE superstar of all time. Uh, false. <laughs> so moving on. Yeah. So we've seen Thor in uh, a lot of the animated uh, things from Marvel. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the different people who have voiced. Uh, Thor Odinson. And though everybody knows Chris Hemsworth as mm-hmm. Thor, yeah. there were many voices who brought the Thunder God to life in voice acting. Mm-hmm. So here's some of the more popular voices behind Thor. Nolan North, who I feel like has voiced just about every character you could ever possibly think of. Dude's been you know, he's been Deadpool, he's been Rocket. I'm actually been... not a fan of his Deadpool voice. It's weird. Oh, I think it's good. Did you ever play the Deadpool game? No, it's in Game Pass, and I keep meaning to download it, but I have not played it. You will love it. Okay. And he does a great job in that. I'll give it a try. So I think that might change your mind okay. about him. Okay. So who's this next guy? Vic Perrin. He was uh, one of the original voices of Thor uh, when he started showing up in the animated series, like the old school Spider-Man before Lord... We were even born. 
Uh, Vic Perrin was one of the first animated Thor voices and voiced him for a good many years off and on. Uh, so he definitely belongs on this list. Wow, this is a good one here. John Rice davies Gimli from The Lord of the Rings. Uh, wonderful, wonderful man. I love John Rice davies He's one of my favorite celebrity encounters that I've ever had. Oh, we know. Uh, you are a, uh, what do you call you? Charming fellow. Oh, no, no. He Actually, he said, look at this handsome devil. This handsome <laughs> devil. Yeah, he was so impressed with my beard. He was like, "Oh, look at this manly beard, this burly." <laughs> and you're man. a teacher. Oh, he's a handsome devil. Uh, that's legit. What he's you can ask Rebecca. Yeah, you can ask my wife. That is exactly what he said. I was like, "Oh my god, I love you." <laughs> Could you imagine him going, "Odin, I'm your son Thor. We've got to get Loki." <laughs> I just don't see his voice with what on did he Thor. What did he do the voice of Thor in? Uh, I want to find three this. different animated projects. They were older animated movies of Thor. Wow, he, he's we not gotta, he's not modern. It's not a modern rendition. Yeah, yeah, we got to track that thing. I down, would like man. to watch that. Do you really hey. want to go back to Asgard? Raise your sharp rocks as far <laughs> as the eye can see. <laughs> Good grief. Now, this next one is uh, also a very popular one. He's played him in the games, um, such as Ultimate Alliance, and some other animated outings, like uh, the Avengers Assemble cartoon, uh, David Boat. David Boat. Well, at least he's not David Yacht, who runs the yacht business, because <laughs> his sales, sales are through, are through, the, through the roof. The roof. <laughs> <laughs> that darn coronavirus. I guess your sales being through the roof is is sounds like a good thing, but it's really, really not. It's really not. Uh, this <laughs> next guy, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite voice actors of all time, even lent the voice to the God of Thunder, Jim Cummings. He's another one who has pretty much done everything. Yes, he's yes. done all the all the voices of everything. Yeah. Most notably uh, known as Pooh Bear. Um, I, he's the lightning bug in Princess and the Frog. Darkwing Duck. He is Darkwing Duck. I talked earlier about watching the animated Spider-Man show, and mm -hmm. I picked him out on that a couple times. He was the shocker. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, How about Rick yeah. D. Wasserman? Was oh, oh Rick D. Was Wasserman or Was W A S S E R M A Wasserman look like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that name, I was like, "That's a drunk guy talking." Was do you know? Do you know who this guy is? Uh, not personally. <laughs> uh, no, I don't really know much of what he's done. I just saw that his name popped up when you talk about uh number of times it's been done um but like i said man I, there's so much thor out there in in the animated world that i didn't know exist existed so we've there's so much we could be watching not on disney plus yet but there's like an old spider-man friends spider-man and friends i think it's from 1984 83 is that the one with firestar and the human torch yes 
Uh, yeah, Kathy Garver did the voice of Firestar on that. Oh, that's cool. That's Kathy cool. Garver uh, played Sissy on the show Family Affair back mm-hmm. in the 60s or 70s, and she's done some uh, theater work here in Morristown yeah. before, and I've been able to work nice with her. Nice woman. And she was very nice, and uh, I talked to her about about doing that. That's cool. So that's something she was very proud of. And she would like do the book. She's like, oh, I'm Firestar and all that. She was really into it. It Yeah. She's a cool lady. And then there's last one is the most voice appearances as Thor, and that's Travis Willingham. Uh, Travis Willingham is also going to do the voice on the upcoming Avengers video game. Yeah, the one that keeps getting pushed back. This fall. Yeah, exactly. That's weird. Um, Because if you notice, they look like the MCU characters we've been watching. But, yeah, but there's no Hawkeye. But are not voiced by the MCU people that we have fallen in love with. Yeah, this is meant to be a different universe. Yeah. But it's just, they they even put Banner in the same outfit uh, Ruffalo is in, in the first Avengers. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they just want to make him recognize Yeah, him. yeah. Let's talk about Can some we- of the worthy. Now, we all know that love, lovely quote by... Say Anthony Hopkins in the first Thor. For whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. And I believe that's also inscripted on the hammer at some point. Yes. I want to say. Yes. So it's sort of interesting. There's lots of theories about who might be able to pick up Mjolnir, the hammer. Mm -hmm. Who could wield it? Who's worthy of the power of Thor? And through the years... There have been a lot of people who have tried to possess that power, but few have actually succeeded. And we're going to tell you a few of the names who have been deemed worthy to wield the power. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, a couple of these I don't really know who they are, like Eric Masterson. All right, so Eric Masterson is immortal. He's uh, also known as Thunderstrike. Mm. And he's a supporting Thor character. He's been around since 1990. No, 1988. Ooh. I'm looking at this right now because I don't really know a whole lot year about him. A year before he's born. Either. Yeah. It's bef- before our time, before baby. Before our time, baby. Uh, so he's been worthy. And Red Norvell. Um, he, uh, he has kind of been a villain at times for Thor. Just not like a, a villain, just a bad guy. Um, but he what? had... <laughs> Well, you know, not like, a villain, just a, a bad villain guy. is Thanos. Just a bad guy is Loki sometimes. You know, like he's he's thought he's better than Thor, and but he has to become worthy um, a couple times in the comic book history to actually save Thor. So, I guess you know he was worth mentioning. And the next guy, I really will be pissed off if we don't get to see in Love and Thunder. Beta Ray Bill. I think that uh, Taika Waititi actually talked about this recently, and he said that there's a good chance that Beta Ray Bill will show up. Because he... they had tried to figure out how to put him in Ragnarok, and they had a plan for it, and then they changed their minds or whatever. So I think it's probably going to happen. Yeah. And I think they'll find a way to make him a hit. Like, he'll be the next <sighs> Groot or something like that. Well, his... um. His face is on the uh, Grandmaster's Palace. Right. As one of his old champions. Contest of champions or whatever. Yeah. That's true. A little Easter egg there. I'm excited. 
I love Beta Ray Bill. So he's an alien who's like, I think he's looking for a new home for his, mm-hmm. his race or something like that. And he ends up on Earth. Yeah. And then he's worthy of the power of Thor. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the next guy, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Uh, we got to see it come to fruition in uh, live action in, during Endgame. But he has also done it in the comics before. And if you haven't seen it, everybody, take the time to look up. Uh, I don't know who tweeted it originally, but you can find it on YouTube. It's the live audience reaction to that moment in Endgame. Mm-hmm. And these people are just going ballistic, going crazy when this moment happens. It's one of the most memorable, most favorite moments in the movie. In the, even for in, me, in the who's saga. not a Captain America fan. Throughout the entire series of the movie. Absolutely. That's exactly right, yeah. It's just... So... <laughs> That just gives you goosebumps when you hear that reaction. Yeah. So take the time to go back and, and watch that. But Captain America, even though I'm not a fan, he is definitely worthy. He is the purest, most... Uh, well, most now, I do have a theory. What's that? You remember during Age of Ultron when he only gets to nudge it? Mm-hmm. My theory is that he already knew the secret of who killed uh, Tony's parents. And that's what he was weighing was weighing on his heart is why he wasn't fully worthy yet until he got that off his shoulder and told Tony during Civil War. Yeah. I think that dark secret is what kept him from being able to fully pick it up then. That's an interesting theory. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. That's why it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) So this next one um, is cool. They both happened during the crossover series that happened the Marvel DC crossover series both Superman and Wonder Woman picked up Mjolnir at one time yes that I would love to see that that I would love to see that I want to see I want to physically see one day a movie of Marvel versus DC well when Disney buys DC <laughs> you'll get it <laughs> yeah yeah it'll happen uh, so, uh, this not, this last one, a uh, few people have been worthy, and we've talked about that, but this le- next one is one of the more memorable moments, again, in the series, is when Vision just randomly picks it up and hands it to Thor. Oh, yeah, the look on his face, he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Vision's worthy, or is it just because Thor helped make him? I think it's because he's worthy. Vision is very pure, mm-hmm. you know? So I think he's he's just worthy. Okay, because he is sentient. He is AI. He's not just right. a robot. So yeah, uh, that's just a few of also, the of the. Well, you you had mentioned um, somebody off air that I'd forgotten to put. Who was it? Storm. Yes, Storm yes, yes, was yes, worthy yes, yeah. when she was the queen of Wakanda. Because you know she and the Black Panther are married, so mm-hmm. she's queen of Wakanda and. I don't know the story very well at all, but I know that she, I think like Odin decides that she's worthy or something like that. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. There's definitely people listening who know that story better than myself. Uh, but yeah, you can look that up. That uh, Storm definitely uh, wields Mjolnir. But those are just a few of the, I'm sure there are more and there are probably people who are fans of the people who have been worthy before who are like, you left them out. Please let us know. You know, and if you're upset about it, Josh made the list. I didn't do anything. <laughs> um, he makes these outlines, and just I just go with it. Okay. Um, 
So what are some of your favorite Thor moments? I can tell you my number one favorite because Becky and I uh, laugh about this all the time. In the first one, when they're at the diner and he's drinking the coffee or whatever, mm-hmm. and he finishes and he slams the mug on the ground and goes, another! <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite Thor moments. And sometimes when Becky and I are eating or drinking or whatever and we finish, I'll be like, oh, another! So. <laughs> Why did you do that? I liked it. It was good. It's I a compliment. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorites is let's get help or, uh, let's do get help <laughs> with his brother, Loki. Let's do get help. I'm not doing that. I used to love it. No, I hated it. Um, let's, let's be real. All of Ragnarok. Ragnarok is yeah. for sure top five of the MCU. Oh gosh. For me. Absolutely. Probably top three. Uh, and oh, that whole sorry. movie is just full of humor. So all of that movie is is another uh, favorite. Well, what would it be? Before. Would it be Guardians first for you still? I don't think Guardians is first. I think Endgame is probably first. I think it's just so perfect. See, I have Infinity War first, then really? Ragnarok, then Guardians mm. are my top three. I don't think I have Infinity War top five. Wow. Definitely top ten, though. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's such a... It's so hard to rank We've got to do an episode, really. though, about that. I I think that it's a lot easier to just say, these are... This half are the ones that are my favorites, that I love and could watch over and over again. Yeah. These are the ones that, like, eh, I could skip them or just watch them every now and then. Gotcha. Because I love all of them. Gotcha. All 20-something of them. So how about uh, Bro Thor in Endgame? <laughs> Definitely memorable. The big uh, Thoraski. <laughs> uh, new new master sixty nine. Listen here, new master. Um, I thought it was funny. Um, I don't think that it was too over the top. I think it was handled well. Um, I know some people had a, you know, an upset about it. Like, oh, they relied on that comedy way too much. It was forced. It was probably the first time that I actually did not think that. I have, I have been known to say about like the new era of Star Wars, uh, you know, some of the MCU, it's forced humor. I didn't feel like Mm -hmm. Fat Thor was forced. I felt like that is PTSD. That's depression that he has sunk into. It's meant to be ironic because... They do focus on his good looks uh-huh. all the other times that you see him. Like, all the women are, like, you know, swooning over him, and then you see him with his shirt off and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, he's a good-looking dude. So this is meant to be ironic, and that's why it's funny that he's chubby, and he's uh, yeah. he's kind of a loser, and he's depressed and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's he, not Thor anymore. When he crashes onto the Guardian ship, even Drax is like, this is no dude. This is a space angel. Yeah. <laughs> You're a dude. Yeah. I love the, the little frenemy thing between Star-Lord and Thor. Oh, I know. I, I like to, that, too. To figure out who becomes captain, you must fight to the death. We don't. We don't. No. We know, we know who's in charge here. We yes, know. we do. Me. Oh. Of course. Of course. Of course it's you. Of course, of course it's you. I hope he shows up in the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy three. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, I think isn't the official name going to be the Asgardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Last I checked, it was. Um, I'm hearing some scary rumors that we'll, we might lose two more. Oh no, that would suck. Yeah, but yeah. Um, any other favorite moments before we uh, before we get on out of here? Yeah, man. I think just overall on a visual level, these movies are just absolutely top notch. I remember when I saw Thor one, what I left thinking about my biggest takeaway was the visuals like Asgard. That's gorgeous. Uh, space. When you see Heimdall standing out there watching over everything and all the different elements of space and all the different colors and all that stuff, that stuff is just breathtaking. Uh, the Bifrost and the bridge. And when they travel through the, uh, the portals to the different, they travel to the different realms and everything. I love all of that stuff on the visual, uh, on a visual level. The fighting sequences are always great, especially in Ragnarok. The, they play the immigrant song in the beginning of the movie and then again at the end. And there's this cool thing where when he throws the hammer, the camera sort of follows it like it's the point of view of the hammer. And I always think that's so cool. And then, of course, Ragnarok also introduced us to Meek and Korg. And they were so special that they even had a spot in Endgame. So can't wait to see more of them, too. Yeah. I think uh, he's got some great moments. I think not just in the MCU, in the comics. Um, let us know what some of your favorite moments are. If you are an avid Thor reader, especially. So we can, you know, maybe check out that comic book. Uh, we've got plenty of time on our hands now to where we could read more comics. Alright, next week we are going to be going back to the 90s for part duh of Nerdin' in the 90s. Alright, this is a story all about how our life got flipped, turned upside down. That's right. <laughs> So get out your your dank outfits, bro. <laughs> get out your 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 Jordans, man. Turn on turn on your PlayStation One. Yeah, bro. Tune in to Saved by the Bell. That's right. Yeah, I don't have that one. That's okay. Uh, pick up your your Goosebumps books. Oh yes. You know, take it back to back to third grade. Yeah, you better beware. You're in for a scare. So we're going back to the 90s, kids. We're going to tell you some of the top trending things in the 90s. Last time we talked more about our favorite memories in the mm -hmm. 90s and all sorts of different things. We're going to talk specifically about what were the top video games, what were the top movies based on sales and box office and all that stuff. So lots of fun facts next week. So, Gen Z, if you're listening up, this will let you know what millennials grew up like and why we are the way we are. <laughs> um, it's a long, fascinating story. It is, so tune in next week. Uh, we also want to take the time to thank our Patreon supporters. We did finish up our uh, newest weekly uh, content exclusive for Patreon. It is called This Week in Wrestling. And we finished up with Postmania stories, and we also uh, talked about, you know, just the product, and you can right now, uh, due to everything going on in with COVID nineteen, we are running a special. You can sign up to be a patron right now for only one dollar a month at our Patreon page, and you get all of that exclusive stuff. It's just a dollar, people, and you know what? At that price, you get what you pay for. <laughs> Fair warning. Fair warning. <laughs> no, I'm just just kidding. 
Uh, and you also hope that you will give us a rating. Uh, we've been getting a lot of episodic ratings since we've been talking about this on Podchaser, so thank you all for doing that. It lets us know what you like. But uh, as a show, we hope that when you go to rate us, you'll give us... Hazard. That's right. Five stars. Five stars, do it. Just do it! Don't let your dreams be dreams. I mean, I don't want to yell at you or anything, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No hostility there. Just, you know, just... just, I'm just, just excited. Just, just do it. Just do it. Well, brother, we have got to go because in like 15 minutes, we've got to sign on to this Zoom Reader's Theater rehearsal we've got going on with Encore Theatrical Company. Oh, yes. We've got that in a few minutes, so we better skedaddle on out of here. And we'll uh, talk more about that next week as well. Absolutely. When we have a little more information to share. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody, stay safe, take it easy, and we will catch you nerds later. Piss off, ghost! You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio podcast and a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts and a bad cast company production. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the Pod Nation on Podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Let us know. Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.